0: Hello and welcome to the Blood Related Podcast. I'm Abby Connor and I'm Elaine Edward and we're a mother-daughter duo on a mission to bridge the menopause and menstrual well-being knowledge gap. Hello mum, how are you? I'm great Abs, how are you? Yeah I'm doing all right thanks. This year we've decided we're gonna put out one episode a month at the moment depending on timings and um, we might chuck a few extras in there just for fun now and again. Um, nice. But we're going to start bringing guests on to our podcast because I'm sure everyone's tired of listening to me and mum blabber on and sometimes we actually don't know what we're talking about so we thought we it would be good to get some people on that do know what they're talking about. this week we've got our first ever guest and we're really excited to introduce to the pod Jill hello Jill hi Abby (laughs) first I'd like to say Jill thank
1: you so much for being our first guest it's really amazing thank you so much Oh,
0: my pleasure. It's
2: lovely to be able to come on and have a chat.
0: Yeah, we really appreciate you coming on and to find out a bit more about you and what you do. So would you just like to give us a quick rundown of why we've asked you to come on today? And we'll go from there.
2: Okay. well, back in 2019, I decided that um, I wanted to move out of the world of fundraising And um, because of all the health issues I'd had over the years, have done a lot of natural, alternative, complementary medicine, because I was getting nowhere with the doctors. And kinesiology was something that I was really interested in, decided to sort of take the course, and it's just basically blow my mind (laughs) as how amazing it is for um, healing the body and the body's imbalances and I've now been um, treating people for yeah three years four years coming up now and it blows me away every every time with the, the results that you get and I guess for you a lot of people that I see I have you know, cover the hormonal side. So periods to pregnancy to after pregnancy, post-depression or issues that they might be having, then perimenopause, menopause, postmenopause, and all the side effects of life and stress that comes our way and builds up on our endocrine system, which is absolutely massive. And I found it quite incredible how all these little things you get the opportunity to look back and think oh well that's why that happened then that's it becomes so obvious um but at the time you just sort of buckle up and carry on so um yeah, yeah it's as, as, we as
0: women right <laughs> you're really there with the women that you treat like right the way through which is like really really amazing would you be able to explain what kinesiology is for those people that don't know
2: Yeah, sure. So it's empowering you to be able to take control of your own health. That's the whole essence of it, to be honest. And everybody is individual and our DNA is completely, you know, our own and everything that we do. And how we react in life is down to what's going on inside. So kinesiology is all about using muscles within the body to test. And we look at structural issues. We look at nutritional issues. We look at energetical issues. And we look at emotional issues. And I would say everybody has emotional issues one way or another. And they are stored in the body. Without a doubt, they are. I've seen it and uh, experienced it myself. We all have nutritional lacking because lifestyle today dictates that. We can't eat the perfect diet because perfect foods are just not out there anymore. Energy, you know, we our heart is our energy, you know, that's energetical. And our pulse and our meridians, our energy drives through our body and our organs. And it does get out of balance. So, it's important to get that working um, together. And obviously, structurally, people do have issues. So, it's been able to address those things as well.
1: You mentioned the endocrine system before, Jill.
2: Yeah, huge. Because obviously, um, endocrine covers the hormonal side, our hypothalamus, pituitary glands, which produce a lot of the hormones you know, this is easily changed by stresses in life, by what we eat, the lack of sleep, uh, multiple, multiple things. So it really, I can probably, I go for treatments once a month. And I could honestly say that every time I go, my endocrine system needs addressing. And I would say most people's do.
1: So when you get a new patient in, do you do you think although well, they're displaying this symptom of menopause? So the way I treat it is that. Or or the other, or do you just assess everybody individually because their imbalances are, are all different?
2: Yeah, no, absolutely. And that is the beauty of kinesiology. You treat the individual so you can treat them for what is going wrong. And the imbalances in the body are a bit like peeling back an onion, so you take one layer off then the body says, okay, I'm ready to deal with the next layer and the next layer. So when someone comes, I will always ask them what's at the top of the pile. And like you say, it could be hormonal. Um, So I would absolutely look at hormones. We have ways of testing. Then we can break down um, to see where the issues are. Could it be thyroid? Could it be adrenals? Could it be general overhaul of hormone imbalance? There's various ways that we can go through it. So, um,
1: so basically, everybody's an individual onion. So you, yes, yeah, that's, that's <laughs> what I wanted to know that you you wouldn't just have to uh, a set prescription for this or a set prescription for that. No, you No, everybody is an individual not. onion.
2: Yeah, oh, I can yeah. test six or seven vitamin B complex on you, and you might only test up for one of them, or you might not okay. even test up for one because. Currently, at that time, your body can't methylate Bs. So, you might need to therefore have a, a vitamin B that's methylated, or you might only need a B3 or a B6, okay. um, depending on what, yeah, what your body wants.
1: Okay. So, basically, if I came along with a friend who was displaying similar symptoms, we couldn't be seen together because we're totally different inside. Yeah. Our perfect okay yeah thank you for- and your life
2: experiences are different you know we absolutely store emotion in our body oh that's that's 100 true so perfect. um you know that in itself alone as an item can have a massive effect on an individual
0: so um if someone came to you um with certain symptoms that they wanted help with for example, you know, if you were thinking about menopause symptoms, you know, your hot flushes, your night sweats, your mood swings. And you also, as well as addressing those symptoms, wanted to like, help them explore the emotional sides of what they're experiencing. What would that look like in one of your treatment sessions?
2: So I obviously would start with the endocrine system. However, gut is hugely involved in everything. So um, there's bound to be work to be done there. We can, when when somebody comes, I spend half an hour doing a consultation so then we can go through what has happened in life or if there has been any trauma or any major stresses or difficulties that have, you know, happened that could make those symptoms feel worse. So I think personally for myself, you know, my um, and I'm like 11 years out of 12 years, probably out of menopause. And I'm still uh, we're working still on my um, hot flushes I get. And I've had a variety of different supplements and a lot of it for me is based around my thyroid. So we're sort of working around that. So I have very glandular thyroid-based supplements and so for whoever comes it's looking at what's gone on in life how has that affected you when did that happen you know was it around the time you were about to start menopause is it you know after before whatever um childbirth huge <laughs> you know uh, lots of women um uh, yeah, a, a baby takes a lot of nutrition from our bodies, and chromium is one, which is massive. And um, you lose fifty percent of the chromium in your body. Now, that's some of the reason why, if you aren't aware of that, and you have a baby, you will feel fatigue and tiredness afterwards, and continues on in life. So, therefore, it makes it harder when you then get to menopausal side that you you're going to struggle even more so I implore anyone who is uh, you know um, pregnant and ladies that I you know treat through pregnancy have seen a massive difference with chromium being and that's just one little item.
0: (laughs) Yeah that's amazing I've never even heard of chromium because supplementation is becoming so popular um, which is a really good thing and way more accessible But, you know, you hear about your magnesium, you hear about your multivitamins, you hear about like ashwagandha and maca root and all that stuff. Not once have I ever heard of chromium, but that's just like another example of things that aren't commonly known until you go through it. So I suppose pregnant people would have heard about chromium, potentially women going through perimenopause or menopause would have heard about it. But for the rest of us who are going to go through that at some point completely in the yeah. dark and have absolutely no idea. Is that something that is quite common for you um, when you treat people, that they come in absolutely. with things that they've never even heard of before?
2: Yeah, no, absolutely. Because um, you know, doctors do years and years of training, but they do a minimal amount of hours in nutrition. And unfortunately they don't deal with emotions so we we work with all of the aspects that a doctor does your synovial fluid your you know energy all those things but we've added on nutrition and emotions and yeah you're not going to get that
1: information from a doctor do you have you found Jill that as um menopause has become more prevalent or um featured more in the news and whatever that um, your client base has sort of swung so that you have more menopausal women on your books or at the moment who come to see you?
2: Yeah, I would say it varies. I think sometimes there's lots of bigger issues that need to be addressed, but then the hormones come in.
0: And that's something that mum and I have kind of spoken about, that as much as, you know, things can be tracked to... The menopause um, and menopausal symptoms, especially the emotional side of things, it is something that like it goes on for quite a prolonged period of time. So it becomes your life really. And it, but it's not something that can just be like, oh, that's one symptom, that's menopause. As you say, like it's, there's a whole load of other emotional stuff. A lot of people go through trauma, diet, exercise, you know, family Absolutely. life, work, and it's all kind of tied up together. And the more we can um... kind of, understand our hormones better and can learn to regulate regulate them and kind of supplement where we need to the better and, things, work out what, and also work out what what triggers them
2: if you go to a, a doctor's with you know perimenopause you know the first thing probably will be suggested is hrt and it's almost a bit of a one size fits all we know that you know that doesn't work yeah, I did HRT for about a year and a half and ended up having migraines once a month, you know, and I had to walk away from it because it was just, you know, it was work. I know I had to put up with other symptoms, but I wasn't prepared to put up with the migraines.
1: I was going to mention this this week because we've ha- we've had multiple episodes of signs and symptoms and Different, different symptoms in different people and, you know, different, different age groups. And I actually thought because I got a migraine the other day and I thought I must talk to Robbie about this because never once did I have a migraine until I started to have my menopause. And I've never even thought about it because I haven't had one for so long. Then I had one the other day and I thought, hang on a minute, how long have I been having these? And it was almost to the month from when I started to have flushes. So there's another Mm -hmm. symptom that we hadn't talked about before. So again, yeah. that's another, in your speak, it's another layer of your onion. You'd have to treat one and then reveal the other one.
2: Yeah. yeah, no, absolutely.
0: I suppose it's like the contraceptive pill in that respect. You know, they're kind of just handed out like sweets to teenage girls without any kind of understanding of like the person that's taking the hormone, like the synthetic hormones and, and what that could do to their body. Mm-hmm. And people respond in so many different ways. Migraines, again, are another side effect of um, hormonal contraceptives so it's yeah it kind of comes full circle doesn't it and like you say mum you had not even considered you just thought it was you know something that was a bit off and then when you really think about it you're like oh actually you know this does track like Jill said at the beginning it's
1: you have to go deeper and deeper to what happened in your previous life what kinds of stresses have you had you know and then you look at that and take things back one at a time so one size can't fit all which is why I was really interested in jill's analogy of the the onion you've just got to keep going and keep going therefore you can't just give somebody a tube of hrt and say well that suits you and it suits the other 40 million people who or 4 million people who need it at the same time it can't possibly be one size fits all
2: no it can't it's just not it just no it's just not possible (laughs) we're too individual you know we are absolutely too individual and our life experiences the way we go about you know, what we do. I mean, we tend to look at um, also the blood group plan because our blood is our DNA, like a fingerprint. Our blood is used to define who we are. And there is foods that aggravate, foods that are really beneficial for blood groups, Um, types of exercise, hereditary diseases, things like that um, can affect, you know, the body and the way you are. But if you eat for your blood type, I believe that a lot of the issues in life will be easier. And I think menopause would be one of
0: those. So it's all blood related, some might say, to bring it back to To the good. As a kind of holistic medical um, practitioner, um, is that something that frustrates you quite a lot that you see you must see quite a few people who have been given this one size fits all treatment plan and is that something that kind of made you want to go into holistic medicine to start with?
2: I think from my own experiences I found that I was gaining more benefit from holistic medicine than I was from traditional medicine so therefore since I've been doing kinesiology I do get highly frustrated i have to say sometimes when i can see very simple symptoms that people are being presenting with and there's really easy answers to them that doesn't have to be uh, in tablet form you know uh, in medication and that's where it does frustrate me you know we have a health system that's under pressure and so much of this could have been halved and taken away because we could deal with it in a much more natural
1: way. Can you fuse the two together, though? Yes, we absolutely
2: have tried. Um, You know, my tutor did three months of working with a doctor on breast cancer and they halved the clinic. In fact, the clinic, after three months, was nearly empty. They weren't allowed to give any supplements. They literally treated the doctor was so amazed, went back for more funding. And um, they just sort of said, no, we're not prepared to fund that anymore.
1: There, <laughs> there hasn't been enough research, really, from the government side into providing alternative holistic treatments.
2: No, no. And, you know, the world, of ph- the pharmaceutical world is huge out there. It's a massive, massive income earner and it dictates a lot of what goes on in this world so our doctors are very much bound by the amount of drugs and medicines that they have to put out there in a month in order to support their clinics
1: so they've yeah. almost got their
0: hands, they've got their hands tied behind their back almost
2: yeah yeah
0: i suppose it's almost like accessibility of talking therapy for example certain services that are needed by you know millions of people all over the country are restricted to those who can afford them and that's you know it's really really sad and it sounds like holistic medicine could become more of like a community-led grassroots thing for perimenopausal and menopausal women because it comes down to like awareness again doesn't it you know people aren't aware that Treating things in this way could actually be way more beneficial than taking a tablet or using a gel or whatever.
2: Yeah, and it is at the moment, you know, absolutely more expensive than a prescription. But um, it's, yeah, how you want to approach looking after your own health. And I always say these days we spend, you know, multi-millions on, you know, stuff that's going to affect the outside But the most important bit is what's going on inside.
0: Hundred percent. So I know you've said that every case is different and every person that you treat is different. But are what are kind of the top, um, like either supplements or movements that you'd recommend for someone that is going through sort of traditional um, menopausal symptoms?
2: Well, we do have a we call it a hormone shake. Um, and I tend to test the two sort of key ingredients of that out on an everyone that comes with hormonal problems. Um, and if they test strong, then I would advise that they take that for three months. And it's very good at balancing well, a minimum of three months um, of balancing out hormonal issues, perimenopause, menopausal. It will help to not say get rid, but things like endometriosis. You know, we've seen that completely clear. We've seen people not have to go for operations and things like that because we've been able to balance back those imbalances in the body. So that's probably one of the things that I would look at.
0: What's What's in the hormone shake? So
2: it's got um, I'm trying to remember that bananas, pear, red berries, um, this cyanoprotein, um, soya yogurt and linseed are the main ones and we give it with an omega 369 and it's
1: um hugely helpful and then on top of that then if they've taken that for three months and their symptoms are improving and changing do you then kind of nip and took that for each individual to say, right, OK, and now we can focus on this bit and you'll need to add that to that or take that away from that or that kind of thing?
2: Yeah, I mean, if they're still remaining with, um, I don't know, let's say um, really struggling to sleep at night and lack of energy. I mean, I definitely would look at gut because um, a lot of energy issues are based in the gut. So I would then peel back that next layer as to saying, right, what, what's come to the top of your pile that you're really struggling with? So let's deal with that. Then once we've done that, we can go to the next thing, the next thing, and so on.
0: Gut issues are quite commonly known as being more um, prevalent in women. So it must all be kind of tied together in that respect. And it's yeah. again, really difficult to get any kind of medical diagnoses for gut problems.
2: Absolutely.
0: And stress, you see, you know, as women, we take on
2: so much in life. And we're just, you know, expected to take it and we do. <laughs> just manage everything, manage all and stress is another big thing that affects the gut, the gut brain connection is huge. And, um, you know, often we can feel when you feel anxiety, you feel it in your gut, don't you? You can sit there and physically feel it in your gut. And that is the effect of hormones and things that are sort of being charged up your frightened flight you know adrenals get hugely worn out you know they're meant to run for 17 minutes we must run them for about I don't know 20 hours a day sometimes <laughs> yeah it's just way too much for what the body needs
1: and I think also yeah. if you could if you take it right back so back to childbirth when your body's already been depleted of all those vital uh, vitamins and minerals that it needs then then you carry on through post-childbirth through a very stressful bringing up the child teenage years all the other things that go on with that then you go into peri- perimenopause and never once have you even got back to where you were before you were pregnant
2: no, so you're absolutely. So
1: tired, and every time another stress and strain comes along you take that on as a woman and then you carry on on your journey and every time you're being depleted and de- depleted and depleted Without ever restocking until all of a sudden there you are you're hitting menopause and it's up you near know, basically up the Swanee River before you've started aren't you?
2: Yeah, no, absolutely. It's
1: and it's only when you get
2: that opportunity, you know, when you start going into natural medicine, you start to look back and just think, oh my gosh, <laughs> this exactly. is why I absolutely get this. Oh, uh, that's why that happened, and that's why I'm like this, or you know, whatever.
1: It's so a lot of it uh, is uh, with re-education, isn't it really? yeah it is
2: it is you know from Um, day
1: one almost as a very young woman this is you know it's not just about going to the doctor to get a tablet or a pill a contraceptive pill and at the other end it's not just about getting a bottle of gel it's let's address our body as a whole we don't just need to feed it with drugs we may need those get me wrong you know
2: yeah there is a place for it but i do believe that a lot of it we can just heal ourselves from within for sure
1: and if the if the whole nation was re-educated from a very early age to take that on board, um, then it wouldn't make the, each individual um, case quite so expensive.
2: No, absolutely. Yeah, preventative would be so much better. <laughs> it's, absolutely,
1: prevention is always better than cure.
2: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, um, I have um, hereditary heart disease in my family. I take a supplement every day for heart. And, you know, I've had tests done and I'm on the low scale on the heart monitor, you know, for any heart issues. And I just think, well, I could stop taking this supplement, but why would I? It's better to be preventative, isn't it? It's better to be able to test, take something and know that if I go through life and never have a heart attack, that's great. Keep taking <laughs> and that time
1: Jill, even- that's what
0: I say. yeah and even better when it's kind of a natural supplement that's kind of naturally occurring in food or whatever and it's not kind of chemical it's all the better so I guess finally Jill um I'd like to ask you if that's okay to share a bit about your own menopause story yeah no absolutely like I've said I think it stems
2: from a younger age and um, I did have quite heavy periods And not acne, but pretty bad skin through my teenage years. After having children, I was very hormonal through my first pregnancy. Did end up having sort of acne all through my face and neck. And then when uh, afterwards, a lot of fatigue and tiredness. And then um, I started perimenopause around 49. Had sort of very short, heavy periods. And then the symptoms started with um, flushes, not sleeping well at night, lack of energy. I wasn't mood, moody or fit, but I did get quite low. But then I had quite serious trauma through all of that. So I can probably relate some of that to that. So my biggest thing to sort of deal with from a holistic, I did, as I said, went on to HRT for the flushes because they were just driving me mad, but it just did not agree with me and the migraines were just dreadful. So I ended up coming off of that and I actually met a lady who, um, had just finished HRT in her 80s, decided to come off it. And she was suffering with huge flushes. And she said that she was told, well, you know, HRT basically masks the symptoms. Once you've got rid, you know, or you stop the HRT, they'll just come back because the body's still got to process it. So I think that was a big turning point for me. And I just thought as well with the migraines, I'm going to stop. So... I've just sort of tried to deal with um, that on a holistic level. I've had very dry skin. I've had very dry mouth at night. My metabolism has, you know, slowed down hugely, which is another, sign, you know, um, post-menopause, which obviously speeds up aging. And those have been quite debilitating over the years. But I feel I'm now getting to a point where gradually... 12 years on we're nearly through it
0: (laughs) when you um started going through perimenopause were you kind of aware of what was happening or did you feel a little bit blindsided by the whole thing
2: I think I knew what it was um but I didn't really think there was much that anyone was going to be able to do I think you know women were just sort of like that's what's part and parcel of being a woman get on with it um scenario so uh,
1: it was a head down get on <laughs> again that could be helped a lot by more education because you kind of get yeah, one I... and then you say oh that's it that's my symptoms and then anything else that's going on you kind of ignore because you've got one main symptom so you only address that one symptom and you don't think about the others
2: yeah and I think actually where the education you know absolutely needs to come in for women but it needs to come in for men as well them to understand what's going on
1: absolutely and to be able to deal with it It wasn't until we had a conversation around the dinner table one day and it was either abby or charlie said to paul did it make a difference when mum went on hrt and he said she's far less angry and i was flabbergasted because i didn't even know i was angry yeah being sympathetic towards those
2: issues that we have to put up with on a day-to-day basis you know it's trying to have a bit of understanding of how that would be i think it, it really does the whole thing needs addressing
0: yeah absolutely and it kind of starts from when we're at school and you you know you're kind of 9 or 10 or whatever and they separate the girls and boys and the girls go off and talk about periods and god knows what the boys talk about i actually have no idea but like it just from a very early age you have that separation of oh this is something that girls and then women deal with and it's nothing to do with men when actually you know we cohabit on this planet together and the world would be a much better place if we were more aware of and understanding of the different issues that we all face
2: yeah it's always a lot easier to go through life feeling supported in whatever health issue you have and menopause is no different
0: yeah definitely and speaking of support did you have a support network through your friends and peers when you're going through menopause. This is something mum and I have spoken about is that, um, you know, it's kind of a taboo subject. And like you say, people just kind of get their heads down and get on with it. But did you have any friends or anyone in your family or your, you know, social circles that you were able to kind of talk about it all with?
2: Yeah, I mean, I talked to friends about it because we were all sort of having similar issues. And it's like you sit there over a glass of wine saying, Oh, my God, yes, that is (laughs) exactly what I'm feeling and what I'm going through. So the support came from people that experienced it. Um, And it's, yeah. But probably would I have brought that up in a, you know, a conversation where there was men sitting around a table as well, it wouldn't happen, no.
0: Yeah, and that needs to be changed, doesn't it? And it all comes Mm. through um, awareness again, you know, the more that these things are talked about in the public sphere. Like if you think about um, periods, for example, you know there's so much conversation around being period friendly workplaces and kind of abolishing stigma and shame around menstruation and and it's just starting to break through into into menopause but that's still such a you know it's a subject that women and men don't want to talk about still um but hopefully we can we can change that
2: yeah i do feel the generations at uh, now and coming through are starting to be more open about things. And I really see that as a positive. Um, and I hope that can only continue, to be honest. You know, things like you're doing here is, is fabulous just to help, you know, to put some support out there for people.
0: Yeah, and the more um, people who are of an internet using age come to experience things and share their experiences, through you know, the democratization of information, which is the internet, um, the more yeah. people will have access to stuff, access to resources, access to advice and help and things like that. So yeah, it can definitely only get better from here. And yeah. also yeah. No, it, I agree.
1: It, it empowers people, doesn't it? If you, if you f- feel that you, you're not alone, you know, and if you feel that other people are hearing you and what you've got to say and sharing it and passing it on, and then that is empowering to those people who are receiving information that they wouldn't already have. Yeah, yeah.
0: and it's Definitely. it's comforting to to have a sense of community in whatever you go through because, you know, we're an incredibly social species as humans and community is is so valued. So the more that people feel like they have a community that's going through similar things as them, the more empowered they'll feel to advocate for themselves and advocate for others. Right. Well, I guess that brings us to the end. Um, thank you so much, Jill, for, for coming on the pod. Do you have a website or any social media that you'd like to plug that people can contact you on? Yeah, um, my website is healthharmony.uk.
2: I tend to put sort of most of the information up there. I try and write a blog once a month, so covering um, various subjects. I must do that, actually, on the hormones. Um, So, yeah, you can find me on there and, um, yeah, I'd love to help anyone that's interested.
0: Amazing. Thank you so much, Jill. It was really lovely to chat to you. Absolutely (laughs) lovely. Thank you so much and quite unlike. Thank you.